What's up, Happy Lifers? Thanks for joining us today. Welcome to Happy Life Studios. And uh, have, once again, have the honorable, legendary... Steve-O. No, Tony. Steve-O. Uh, Tony. No. Steve-O. That, that's him right there, Tony Piantine, my friend. It's the new year. You've done 100 podcasts plus now. And we've talked and talked and talked, and you're still doing the same happy, nice, kind of funny, so far from the edge that you don't even know there's an edge podcast. And I think it's time that we start doing what I've wanted to do the whole time. And let's really talk about what the real deal is. First of all, I think you're being a little hard on me here. Enough with the fluff. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's fluff. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Believe it or not, I'm the safe one of the group here. You might think that I'm on edge a little bit and I'm a little bit, but to be honest with you, no, I'm pretty contained, but... You've always been trying to push me to the, but I tell you, I'm getting to the point where the longer this message sits inside of me, the more it begins to boil up. And, um, I don't know why I don't, I don't know necessarily if my, the messages are, are safe or whatever, but I just know that there's a lot more inside. And we talked about that one podcast. And so here you are, I guess you're going to help me pull out the, the edginess a little bit. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, I'm, I'm hoping we don't have to put pads on all the edges. They're okay to run into them and get stabbed <laughs> once in a while. I did that today. <laughs> Down there in your workspace, man. I hit my no. That was at the hub last night with the youth, and I stubbed my toe right between my pinky toe, and I ran right into. That's just the worst. Well, it's not always. It should be pads. So, <sighs> so one of the most famous Steve O quotes that I I knew this quote from you before I even knew you was that you jump off the cliff and you build the wings on the way down. So. Um, since you won't jump off the cliff, I just want to push. <laughs> I'm kind of I've had a long history of that, and uh, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it does. Sometimes you'll just crash on the bottom. But. So a lot of the people with disabilities <laughs> that come to Camp Daniel, you helped get them there. Well, that's by the pushing them over the edge. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's the real. That's what Camp Daniel is really about: is getting out people, the real uh, you. Yeah, yeah, pushing people over the edge. You know, I've never have liked PC politically correctiveness, <laughs> and I don't think a lot of people do. But yeah, I think there's still this this shield that we put up that we don't want to you know offend and i'm i'm a people pleaser there's no doubt about it i mean when i'm around people one-on-one or i'm in a group of people and i feel safe around them i will share what i really what i really feel but if i if i sense any um any hostility there some some people it's just really hard to talk with them because they if you disagree with them man they they don't you know it, it and it, really in this thing that we call christianity and this walk with god um, however you want to term it, there's a lot of, well, a lot of ways to term it, I suppose, but, but we, we, in this whole thing we're we're not told instead of teaching people how to think, we teach people what to think. 
Right. And I don't think that was ever God's plan. I think the reason why God gave us all different brains and different experiences and different struggles and different disabilities and different is because together we come up with this great recipe. And, um, you know, I mean, let's face it. It wasn't all the 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 bad spirits that people like to talk about in church today that killed Jesus, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll, right? I mean, it wasn't card playing. It wasn't the spirit of of lust. It wasn't the spirit of of um, anger. Of you know, all these different things we talk about that killed Jesus. It was the spirit of religion. I mean, it was the religious leaders that wanted him dead and and schemed and plotted on how for him to get tortured, murdered in the in the Roman system. And and so you know, there's a part of me that's been afraid if I come out, you know. People can be mean and, and church people can be mean. And the reason I say that is because I'm on Facebook and I got a lot of friends that go to church and and I le- read a lot of posts from that they that they post. And there's just so much anger and 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 meanness. And and if you don't agree with what I agree with and uh, I hate to say this, but maybe I don't hate to say it. But when we make it to heaven, we're going to find out all the ways that we were incorrect on. I mean, I have no doubt in my mind, there's no way that we're perfect, but yet we act like we got it all figured out. Our denominations got it figured out. Our our theology is the correct theology, and their theology is wrong. And so then we start fighting over battles that we don't even know. When we're going to get to heaven, we're going to be surprised with all the ways that we were off and God still allowed us into heaven. Because it's not about being right, it's about being loving. Now, don't get me wrong. I think we always need to aim at being correct and being right and, and study to show yourself approved. I get all that. But I think we need to be humble enough to realize that our brain in itself and our own little network of people that all think alike that that they've got the answer that we got the answer you know so i've got a lot of opinions there's no doubt about it and when i'm with tony we talk about those opinions but i don't always share them when i go online for some of those reasons that i just mentioned to you right there you know but um i do believe and I, that quote is i believe it's kobe yasamata that just says that sometimes you have to um you have to take the leap and build your wings on the way down. You actually heard about that quote from me before you even met me? Well, I remember somebody that told me wow. something that Steve wow. had said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so push me over the edge. What do you what, what do you want to ask me here? What what do we talk about? Well, the podcasts are they're congenial, they're nice. They're Yeah. You know, you're you're funny and you're uh 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 I don't even know what what is the word I would use to describe you. You're uh, um, you're you're nice and kind, but that's not the word. You're, weird. Yeah, you're weird, but <laughs> it's um, you don't want to hurt anybody. No, I don't. You're gentle. That's the word. Gentle is mm. always the word. It's hard for me. What's to wrong think with of that? Right There's nothing wrong with that. That's <laughs> we need gentle. Um, uh, and 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 I don't think most people would associate the word gentle with you. To be honest. Uh, but maybe that I'm so not gentle that maybe you seem Compared gentle to, you, to I'm me. Compared to you, I'm So the things we talk about, what we end up day after day, so you're here for weeks, months at a time yeah, right. with, with my family here at Camp Daniel. And what we inevitably end up talking about is that very often, even now, you know, uh, even as you as an old man in your 50s and me as a young man of 49 um, to talk about that even now we still struggle with fitting into the structure right. of typical church of that right. machine. And um, we talk a lot about the church being broken as a an organization or as a company or as an a institution. institution or, that's the word. Yeah. Um, 
and, and church was never meant to be an institution. And uh, we talk incredibly frankly about that. And um, you can do that when you're among friends and people who love each other and care about each other because there's not going to be uh, judgment or thoughts. But uh, when you're broadcasting something for a lot of people to hear, you, you don't want to hurt, you know, we both, we're both pastors. We've both been to Bible school. We both, right. so it's, you know, we have friends who are pastors and relatives who are pastors and you don't want to hurt anybody. And, and Bible teachers are so scratching their heads. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> was your diploma gift wrapped when you got it? Mine was. <laughs> sent mine in the mail, thankfully. They were glad. If you, will, if you will take this, we will let you graduate. If you will leave. <laughs> um, so it, it's hard to talk about something that's controversial, that's hard, something that needs to change, but you have a lot of people wrapped up in a system that's not necessarily the right system. And um, and they don't even know, and so um, you don't want to start a civil war, <laughs> right? Because we're probably going to lose at this point, right? And, I, and I'm tired of the whole warring and fighting anyway. Right. I think we just need to love, and we need to, you know. So I know there's times you got to put the gloves on, you got to go at That's it. Right. But even when you fight, you got to fight, you know, yeah. in love. If that makes sense, it's like no. the MMA guys. They I don't understand that how you can get knocked out and then. Right. You get on your feet and the game, the fight's over and you high five each other. But yeah. there's something about that, you know, like we're fighting together, but we're fighting to try to find the truth t- together, right? right? And that's it. And I think that uh, one of my, uh, one of the pastors of my life that has affected me most had used to tell me on probably a weekly basis, you have to share the truth, but you have to share it in love. Yeah. And and I can get lost in that. And you've been a good teacher for me in that. And you. you've I've changed over the last decade knowing you because it, I, I have, I'm not gentle, but I've softened here and there um, <laughs> to that idea. And, and um, I was probably 10, 20 years ago more cutthroat or uh, wanting to really press and, and just come in shooting. And, um, and I don't want to hurt anybody, but I do know that things need to change. And one of the reasons I know that is because of what God's called me to do and the people I minister to are people generally with disabilities who don't fit in to the structure that we have now, that can't find a way to participate in that in a significant way and use their gifts in the way that God wants them to. Uh, they don't have a voice. Um, and and so w- once you're kind of in that world of uh, people who are rejected or people who live on the margins, you start seeing all the people that are out on the margins and all the people that don't fit in. And when I sit in a church service, um, I, I look around and I... I can feel and I can look around and see the people that aren't getting what's going on, who aren't connected to what's happening, who might only come one time and then leave. Or they don't even want to. Right. Um, and if I bring that up, I'm often accused of being negative. And, and maybe I am more likely to see the negative, but um, I believe things need to change. And so, um, and I know that you do too. So it's not that I want to destroy that anything that's out there. I don't want to bring down any current structure, but I'd like the structure to grow into something that can hold us all. And without that, I feel like the American church is doomed. And therefore, America is doomed if that's the case. Yeah, well, you know, when you think about it, we make a really good team because, you know, 
I'm the lover, you're the fighter. Now, you're a lover, too. I've watched you, okay? You're, you love people, and you are gentle with people. And you're especially gentle with people that other people can be harsh on. And I might be a lover, but I'm also a fighter. We all have, but I, I tend to lean more towards right. that side. You tend to lean more towards the other. And I, that's what one thing I really like about you. I, I want to be around people that are different than me because it helps spur me to become better at that. But, you know, I'm, I'm a lover. I don't want to fight. But there's some people that need to be fought for. And you said something to me a while back that really hit me pretty hard when you said, you know, when I'm being gentle because I'm afraid of hurting somebody's feelings, um, somebody else is continually getting hurt that needs to hear what I have to say. So in other words, if I'm being gentle because I'm thinking about this one particular group of people because I don't want to offend them or hurt them, that gentleness is allowing another group of people that need someone to fight for them to tell the truth, to say the truth. It's like almost like the squeaky wheel gets a grease, right? right? So, you know, if you're always worried about these other people, then these other people that are silent, that aren't fitting in, and really God has called me to champion the cause of those who just don't get it, that just don't fit in, because you, neither you or I, I, we just don't fit in. But there's a reason for that. We're special pieces, and honestly, people try to be like each other, but none of us fit in. Every one of us are very unique, and that's what makes a snowfall so great. I mean, every snowflake is different, so... um you know, I don't know. Did I hit that right? I think you did. I think that's it. And I, I think, you know, there's quotes by famous men in history saying that, you know, silence, and I would put gentleness next to silence. It's the same it, concept. Yeah, it's a very much the same concept. And I, there's a time and a place, and it takes wisdom. And if you're an older guy who's in his 50s like you, you've <laughs> acquired a lot of wisdom. No. Um, so well, remember that next time when you demand that your way is right. <laughs> remember that next time. <laughs> What were you going to say about silence? So, was there a quote or a line there when what they say about silence? It, well, it's it's sometimes silence is joining the cause for the wrong thing. It's it's given it, can be, it yeah. makes the voice all the louder of the thing that's wrong, and and so uh, somebody has to stand up and say the right thing, um, and it it you could get slayed in the process, and that's a scary yeah. thought, and it's a scary thing, and it's it's hard to live. It's hard enough to live in the margins, but it's hard to live in the margins. You want to be noticed for a good thing. You don't want to be noticed for the terrible right, thing you're shouting. Right. Well, <laughs> so. and you know what? And and in some ways, there might be even some people that, that, that when we get together, they get all mad because they feel like you rile me up. But see, that's what I need. I need you to help me to share this truth. You love me enough and you love the other people that this truth is going to set free enough that you don't relent. And that's what I need because I can, I can just cave too simple, you know. But, you know, even Elijah you know, back in the day, he was a prophet, and he's one of the famous prophets. Um, the Bible, you know, if, if you've read the Bible very much, you've probably come across some stories about Elijah. But, you know, Ahaz, the king, the leader of his time, what? He called Elijah the troubler of Israel. Jesus was seen as a troublemaker as well. And what did Jesus ever do? You know, but he came out, and a lot of his truths were pretty harsh. It can be, you know, a lot of churches, people are praying for revival. But, you know, I read something by Leonard Ravenhill, I think it was once, but he said, revival comes to cut before it heals. It comes to burn before it helps. And I think one thing that would help us too, as, as human beings is to stop getting so defensive when someone disagrees with us, or even when someone is so sharp, because sometimes revival, sometimes truth can just, it can cut us to the bone. But the Bible talks about God's words, being sharp like a sword that can cut between the bone and the marrow it can it can get right to the point and and if we're interested in hearing truth we're going to hear radical stuff sometime we're going to hear sharp stuff sometimes that, that might cut us and i think it's always good to ask if i'm getting offended 
is there something I need to be learning from this? Is God trying to tell me something in this? And so it's not easy to be someone who loves people but sees what's broken. Right. You know, it's not easy. You know what that's like to, to be a person that sees what's broken because how do you stay positive when everything you look at, you see it's broken? Well, God made people that see things are broken because how else do things get fixed? Right. You know, and I've watched you at camp, not just, I'm not just talking about spiritually here. I, I'm talking about stoves at the camp that we have to rent because we can't, you know, we're one building away from moving to this multi-million dollar campground. So we're renting a place that the stove falls apart all the time. And you, you fix stoves. I mean, you, I've watched you fix things that I go, well, so luck. I watched you like tractors and the, I mean, cause God made you to fix stuff and it's hard to be a fixer and, and remain positive. And that's, that's kind of my thing. And I've got all this stuff inside of me that's boiling up and I feel like I really need to share it, but sometimes it's hard for me to share. And I think what I probably need to do is, um, see the people whose my silence is actually hurting and how they need someone to stand up for them and, and, and help out the underdog or the person that doesn't fit. Cause there's a lot of people out there that don't fit. And in, in a lot of ways, this thing that we call church, which I'm not sure God ever meant it to be, um, what we've made it into, it's actually gotten in the way for a lot of people. And there's a lot of people that want to love God, but they can't get beyond church. And I'm interested in those people because those people right. just need to know the truth. And the truth is that God is good. He's gentle. He's loving. He's strong. He's just, he's fair. And, um, and, uh, he loves him. He's got a plan for the life. And, um, if they can't get beyond church, then I'm just going to take Jesus to them. I'm not going to try to force him to come in because I think, I'm desperate enough to try to reach out people because that person is that important for us to be able to risk it and to jump off the cliff and just build our wings on the way down. Right. And that's, I think, I I don't know what this, (laughs) this isn't what I intended when I cut into this at the start, but um, I think it's still good because I think it, there are a lot of people out there who, uh, the words I'm going to use aren't words that I would typically use, but other people would say are discontented. Um, that are nonconformists, that uh, don't just go along. And um, I don't think most personalities that are like that are like that by choice. I think it's something inborn in certain people, and um, you tend to be on the edge and on the outside in that. And I'm wanting something to change. I'm not interested in telling anybody they're doing something wrong. I'm interested in the thing that's going to be right that we all can fit in. I don't want to cut anybody back or any of that, but that's part of the process is that if something's going to change, that means something that was, isn't going to be anymore. And there has, there is a new way and there is a, this is my challenge and maybe you do this and I'm not around, but the next podcast, I would like you to share a vision of what you think, what we call church in 2018 is supposed to look like, what it's supposed to be called. Uh, Give us some uh, biblical principles on, what Jesus intended this to be, I think we need that picture. I think there's a community of people, a community of happy life people who need to know what that looks like. Um, so we have something to move towards. And I tend to be a visionary, and it helps me to have that painted picture of something uh, so I can move towards it. Uh, and, you know, there's certain people that wouldn't come along, and I understand that. But it burns in me. It it makes me ache on a daily basis uh, because everybody needs Jesus. Everybody needs love. And there has to be communities uh, for people to fit into. And um, It's time. Yeah, it is. It's it is time. time. All right. Deal. Good. Man.
someone happy. Make just one someone happy, and you will be happy too. Thanks for listening. I hope that helped.